0: Hey, this is We Called It. We are going to be talking about all of the potential bets you have for league leaders in passing, rushing, and receiving yards. We will be giving uh, our favorites to lead those categories, as well as underdogs, guys with great odds that are a little less likely, but the payout is much more rewarding. Uh, so before we get started, we are here. The full crew is back. We have former college football receiver, Connor Lucas, as well you know as Dr.
1: You know what's interesting, though? Before we get to Ken. (laughs) Ken, like, since we've only had, like, five shows since Ken had a baby and then we're all back, Ken has aged, like, tremendously (laughs) since we've last
2: seen him. (laughs) Which is funny, because I feel like it's been ages since I've seen you guys. So, um...
0: (laughs) The funny it's thing true. is, anyone can just go on to like YouTube and click another video, and, and probably be like, "Yeah, the last time we saw Ken, he just looked much less taken care of because he had just not showered or gotten a haircut in a while because he had a baby,
2: <laughs> and he, he's about fifteen pounds heavier in the face. You can tell.
1: <laughs> can you? the The word that Phil is looking for is disheveled.
0: That's the word. <laughs> That's a phenomenal word. I I was I thought you were gonna say unkempt. <laughs>
2: i'm content i'm happy to be here guys
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right that's enough making fun of ken all right so nfl just wait for these picks man (laughs) (laughs) getting right into it since we picked on you the most ken who is your guy that you think is going to lead the league in nfl passing yards
2: so um not the hottest take in the world but uh one of the hottest guys justin herbert so
0: wait a <laughs> second wait that <laughs> was your transition <laughs> no. there that he's one of the hottest guys in the world
2: <laughs> i meant like he's oh god that's not gonna come out right but <laughs> i'm saying hey, he's hey, super popular I- he's it's a not a hot take because there's a lot of people who like justin herbert you know what it, it's not physically attractive hot guys you, you guys need to calm down uh, but uh... you said it. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> sorry, <guys. laughs> I'm sorry. All right, that's enough. Uh, talk.
0: That's enough. Talk about Justin <laughs> Herbert's beautiful hair. Ken, why do you think he'll be able to throw the ball? Well,
2: <laughs> Well, uh we, yeah, as a group, we all love him getting a, a new offensive coordinator. Um But last year, now, first off he did well, but he, I didn't like their just general game philosophy. They had like, you know, Three, uh, three wide at, all the time, uh, passing tight end, and then Austin Eckler going out for passes. He had five linemen and in an injured line um, protecting him. He had, you know, they ran a very, very like pure, like short style, like high percentage, low yardage, um, like offense. And I just don't think that that hit to all of his abilities. You know, when he did throw deep, it did look great. I hope that the, uh, Kellen Moore can really help him stretch out the offense. Also, no matter what they do on defense, their defense looks bad. They always give up points. I think that they're gonna uh he'll he'll have to be able to move the ball and he can. He I, I think that uh especially with their uh new first round uh wide receiver, um uh, uh, who is Quentin it? Johnson. Yeah, Quentin Johnson. Yeah, I think that um will he'll help to stretch the field even more than Mike Williams already does. Um it, as long as uh, his core can stay healthy, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams as well, uh, I think that that offense is going to be going and, and uh, Herbert's behind the wheel.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you. He's also my favorite to lead the league in passing yards. Um, you covered it slightly, but Kellen Moore, you saw the magic he pulled off in Dallas. They were like a top – I think they were the number one offense in points scored and yards last year, and they've been like top three the last three. And he gets a much better quarterback, much better, maybe not much better weapons, but very good weapons. They were number
1: three in points per game.
0: Okay, well, I was close. I said top three the last few years. Um, anyways, uh, they the, the schedule for them is also unpleasant, right? You get the Chiefs twice, you get the Raiders who allow you to like put up point uh yards and points, and then you get the Broncos twice. Now the Broncos have a good defense, but when you have so much power on offense, I think those games are going to like just convert into shootouts. So I think he has the schedule on his side. His defense is good. Not great. They're made to stop the pass, which is is helpful, but I think I can see a lot of shootouts for the, for this team. So Kellen Moore being there, good high powered offenses on his schedule. I think that all points to good things for Herbert. Now, Connor, you went a different route. Who are you yeah. taking?
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a homer pick. But uh I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that, you know, my pal Zach Taylor decides to let Joe I don't know, throw Cook. the ball. <laughs> I I think this is more a reflection on I think Mixon I've never I thought he's been like a volume back he's a good back. He's not great. <clears throat> he's like Monty plus and I think all the stuff that's happening in the off season with him like unless he just comes out and just says yeah all that stuff I'm not a dummy uh I'll stay healthy which he hasn't you know completely in the last 2 years uh and Zach Taylor decides that ooh we didn't do anything at running back outside of Joe Mixon we didn't get a re- we didn't get a receiving threat we didn't do what the Lions did and go out and get a ra- receiving back we just Said, hey, Joe Mixon, let's hope that you don't go to jail. Uh, And then, so if he misses any time, I think you're going to be throwing the ball. Uh, You have to be. like So, okay, like passing yards, they were eight last year. And that's, no, seven last year uh, in yards and total passing yards. So I don't think it's that far out of the realm of possibility. And that division, oh, my, the division is loaded. I mean, it's just loaded, top to bottom. Lamar went back. He's got an air raid type of offensive coordinator in Todd Monkin. You've got Deshaun, who is Deshaun. doesn't matter what you think about him off the field. The guy is going to be a stud this year with a full offseason. He's got new weapons, new toys. And then uh, I I just don't see, you know, the Steelers being that bad. That's the worst game. But you get the other guys, you know, whatever, four times you get the – you know, you might have to have a shootout just in case, you know, or something stupid happens with the Steelers. Something weird always happens with those games where, hey, all of a sudden the Steelers come out and you're they're winning twenty-one to zero and you gotta shoot yourself, you know, shoot out have a shootout on the way back in. So that's, you know, half your schedule right there. A third of your schedule right there is in-house and it's gonna be an awful, awful, awful division to play in. So I think that's not a problem. And then and and that on top of that. I just, the guy's about to get paid a billion dollars, okay? I think they're going to feature him and just let him cook. And I get it. You just want to let him cook and win. But it's just like Saquon last year before he got, he had an unbelievable, you know, second career year, top two career year. Knew his contract was coming up. Knew he had to ball out. Probably paid through it, played through a lot of pain. Joe Burrow is about to be made a billionaire. And, and... They're going to try and figure out a way to get all three of them in there. He's going to want to feature those guys, plain and simple. T and Jamar all day long, every day, twice on Sunday. So we'll see.
0: All right. So now we're going to go to the other end where it's like maybe guys a little bit lower down the list. Um, I'll start. My guy isn't a guy you should bet, but rather a guy you should avoid at all costs. He's getting hyped up by the media, and that's Aaron Rodgers. His over-under, I think, Ken, you said earlier that it's actually higher than any of his years in Green Bay, which is utterly ridiculous. Um, Last year, he didn't throw for over 300 yards in one game. There is no way he's going to lead the league in passing yards. It's not his style. He's the hyper-efficient, I threw for four touchdowns in the first half, and we walk away. Plus 2,000 seems like a goldmine for a guy that's, they're going out trying to rebuild the Green Bay offense in New York. And there's going to be, you know, much better games. He'll get the Bills. He'll get the Dolphins. There's going to be some boat racing games. But I am not in on Aaron Rodgers to have a beautiful statistical year. That's not why he's there. They have a good running game. They have a good defense. He is there to be the differences in one score games, not to win games 40 to nothing. All right. So, Ken, who is the guy well, that you do well, like or that you're looking at also in terms of well, why are there <laughs> odds what they are?
2: Well, Garrett Wilson's really mad that you said all that, Phil.
0: Um, he can have but... a good year <laughs> Devonte adams had like 1700 yards and rogers threw for like barely four thousand. it it's <laughs> remarkable <laughs> yeah
2: well um the guy that you know kind of a, a little bit of a, a dark horse I, i'm sure he's still up there in uh, uh the odds but uh i know phil i know you hate him but if he stays healthy like two up and this is solely based off of weapons like I just think that uh Waddle and Hill are just so good you know they can take any pass to the yard I mean and I mean they get they got in quite a few shootouts the big thing with them is health um like you've mentioned to ton Phil, they have a very good home schedule down uh down the stretch so hopefully they don't get too cold um but uh I I think that you know there is there is a chance like if there's someone who's gonna you know uh come out. He just needs to stay healthy. And obviously that's the, the biggest issue there. But someone with just uh ridiculous odds. And I'll be honest, I just don't know why they're so high. Um besides Justin Jefferson is Kirk Cousins. So uh get rid of Thielen. You have Justin Jefferson, uh you have uh Addison Hawkinson and Dalvin Cook. You know, they're obviously they're they're not super excited about uh Dalvin there. They're not uh giving him a contract. I I'm not sure what's going on. Uh less i heard is they're just going to play out this year uh before you heard he could be um uh the beginning of the offseason cu- uh, cut but uh i'm still I'm, I'm just not sold that Kirk Cousins is you know anything more than you know well what he has been um you know yes Justin Jefferson can do a ton Justin Jefferson can put up 2000 yards but i don't think he's getting another you know three thousand out there and uh especially with uh more games, i think like you have to hit pretty close to five thousand to uh win this bet all
0: right connor who's all right I got, I got three i got three that, that yeah. that's not that's not sleepers anymore that's just you're naming quarterbacks
1: <laughs> yeah and i'm actually going the other direction too i actually I know this was to pick, like, bad odds or odds that you think are overrated. Just whatever. Just whatever. But that odds would be, Eh. meh. Okay, so let me me get back here. Let me focus up here. Don't change. You have me all messed up because I'm trying to go outside the rule box and whatever. Anyway, (laughs) listen. All right, so I think it's a dark horse to actually lead the league in passing is Trevor Lawrence. Top 10 last year. Number 10. I get it. But I think that this is a year where they decide. Doug Peterson says, "Hey, I think it's time to let him go. I think it's time for him to actually live within the system and have more freedom." And Peterson's gonna be calling it less. Uh, I maybe game. The only thing that I would actually be worried about, like if this like didn't hit, but sixteen hundred odds is still to me like that. That's kind of a a value type of bet for that kind of Trevor Lawrence type. We're talking the best quarterback prospect since, you know, Nam, whatever you want to call it. But uh, it, I, I get that. And he showed flashes of it. And, you know, if he gets in trouble and, you know, they start, he starts throwing picks like he did last, like last year against the, I get it was against the Chargers and they sucked in the second half, but they still let it rip. They will let him go and try and win a game. They do not care when it was or how it was. They will have him throwing him back in the game. Uh, so that's one thing. I think that's a, still a decent value pick. And the other thing I'm looking here, and, and and you're gonna you specifically, Phil, might actually like cl- crawl crawl through the computer and punch me. Is Geno Smith his under <laughs> over under man? Listen, I wish I had listen. a mute
0: button for you. <laughs> just
1: listen to me. <laughs> I I'm not saying that this is a pretty pick, and I'm not saying that this is like. Okay, this is this is a total dart throw, but there is a universe that Gino goes over 3800. There is definitely a universe. The dude has DK, Lockett, and now JSN, okay? And they play in a tough division. They play in a really like that division is going to be I I, I really think that that's going to be more of a, a competitive division than I think we it has been. And I think that Gino now has more weapons, he's paid. They didn't pick up a QB. They're betting on him i thirty eight hundred seems low. He had forty two hundred last year and the second half of their year, they decided that they didn't want to pass the ball anymore. They let him They let him go for in the first half, and he had you know probably three quarters of his yards or whatever it is, like sixty percent of his yards in the first nine games last year. We were talking like Gino, mVP what that's crazy. I do. I do see a scenario that Gino crushes his over at thirty eight hundred.
0: I'm fine with that. I thought you were going to say he's going to lead the league in yards. That's totally different. Oh no! Different.
2: God no! no. <laughs> I'm not uh, I,
0: okay. No, I, I feel like there's I, a hard cap at forty five hundred for him. Where if he gets to that point, his arm's going to fall off or something.
1: Here's the other thing too, and this is a, this is a third one, third and final one. Right. I don't. Sam Howell isn't even on the passing props list for FanDuel.
0: He is. He's he's way at the bottom. He's the very no. Last. He's last not. One.
1: No, he's oh, not. That,
0: that's lead the lead. That's lead the lead. Lead the league.
1: I'm saying there is whatever it is. If he jumps on here, he's going to have a total probably less than Geno. Hey, I'm going to let it rip. They are going to be losing games, likely. Maybe have their defense keep themselves in it. He just got Eric enemy. He's got a really solid young wide receiving core and a really supposedly we'll figure it out if it's supposedly if Riverboat Ron lets him happen. But Gibson is going to be supposedly in the McKinnon role. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I, I, I there is also a scenario here, whatever it is, once his player prop is because supposedly right now he does not on there be probably because Jacoby Brissett came in and is going to give him camp competition. Listen. If you're going to bring Eric bien in, you're not going to say, hey, man, Eric bien we really, really, really want you to come in and work with Jacoby Brissett. a, a, a early 30s career backup, here, man, we're going to set you up for failure right off the bat. No, we're going to say, hey, take the 23-year-old who showed flashes last year of being really good, Phil's favorite team of all time. last. Basically, <laughs> you know, in the there last- There <laughs> is no
0: one I will encourage people to bet on more than Sam Howell.
1: <laughs> like I am like I said, there is a very, 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 very perceivable, achievable, perceived achievable route that Sam Howell crushes whatever his over is. I'm shocked that they don't even have him on here.
0: I agree. I could see him coming in at somewhere in like the thirty-four, thirty-five hundred 3500 range if he's named starter. And that is just something I think he'll kill. Yeah, absolutely. Kill it. Yep. All right. Let's go <laughs> Connor- on. Connor.
2: Kind of real quick. Love the Trevor Lawrence one. If I would have uh, seen that one, that would have been my pick. I like it.
0: Uh, uh, And I think someone's going to be talking about Calvin Ridley, his new receiver soon, but that's just foreshadowing before that. I forgot to do this last week and it's very important. At a hundred subscribers, we will be doing a JJ Watt card giveaway (laughs) donated by Dr. Kenneth call. I do not have a look of what it, of what it is right now. However, Last time I checked on eBay, it had about a $90 value. So please, uh, subscribe. Once we hit 100, there'll be a special video that goes out that you have to comment on. And we will give one lucky person. That's like one in 100 odds. And it's probably even less than that because less (laughs) people will comment on the videos. Unless they're angry Detroit Lions fans.
1: All right. Angry Detroit Lions fans. We like those. Thank you for interacting, by the way. We'll get to that another time.
0: Uh, No, we're going to do it right now. Real quick. Highlights. Ken pointed this out. So, Detroit just picked up David Montgomery and drafted Jameer Gibbs. We got yelled at for saying Jameer Gibbs was overdrafted. Well, guess what? We're talking league leader in rushing yards. Jameer Gibbs is behind David Montgomery. So, <laughs> you're bragging about your 13th overall pick. Well, he Vegas thinks he's going to be a backup.
1: Listen, this is, this is the craziest thing to me. This is just this whole thing... Like, if you listen to anything, I, this is why I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm happy we're getting interaction with our fans. Uh, I'm I'm happy. Like, you can call them fans. They probably hate us now. Fans. I, just just <laughs> go back like, and look like at fans. literally – These
0: are people that don't watch our videos. I post one five-minute clip, and they start killing us. I'm just saying. Go back and
1: look at literally the entire bet. <laughs> I think we made so much money off of the Lions last year. I think we were like 10-4 and 4 or something crazy by just betting the Lions to cover whatever. We were calling. I called them the fighting Dan Campbells multiple times. Did, I, I'm going shocked. back
0: two years, uh, to, and this, this exception year when we were recording off cell phones oh, with awkward angles.
1: This is we just crazy to me. On. I just, I, I just feel like take it in context, not out of context. We said in context, this is a not a good pick. This is these are not the first three specifically were not good picks. For value, you could make an argument just the first two. I actually like Sam LaPorta. Fine. But if you just, I don't even have the number handy. But just go look at the last four or five years, non-edge linebackers that were taken in the first round. We were trying to think of a linebacker that was an All-Pro or made multiple Pro Bowls or just in the last five years. And we went back to Luke Kuechly was the only one that we could think of. And I'm like, that was like 12 years ago. Now that was a career ago
0: to be clear. He's he's retired retired, guys. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So (laughs) for a few years. (laughs) So that's who you took at 18 and you can talk about fit and you talk about, you can talk about coverage in line in, 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 in at the big 10. You just said it, it's at the big 10. It's not even in the sec. It's in the best coverage grade. Listen, we're talking about fit guys. And we're talking about guys who's going to be on the field for likely, the first two downs, and that's it. That the value there, you could get that guy in the second, and second, and third. And what we're gonna do now is a guy that you would reach up on, a prototypical guy you would reach up on, the Fred Warner types. Was he anywhere near Fred Warner? Not a chance. A Bobby Wagner, a Fred Warner, uh, you know, a Luke keekly esque guy. That wasn't it. So again, it's not that he might work out for them. Great. I don't know, but the value was that guy was Jack Campbell was going to be there in the second, maybe the third round. And I looked, we looked at this from 12 to 18, 12 to 18. There was not a chance, not a chance that any of the people, any of the teams that were there that were going to draft a running back. Oh, they won't be there. Not a single chance. In fact, Ken, while you're waiting or why, while I'm looking this up, (laughs) Cause we I was about last to say, weekend. maybe we should
0: go back to regularly scheduled programming and not yelling at people.
1: Uh, I'm <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Ken, while you're thinking here, I'm going to lo- remind everybody who was there at 12 to 18. Go ahead, Ken. I
0: was going right. to say, Ken, so lead so, leader in, ru- in rushing yards for everyone. Sorry about that.
2: <laughs> so, so real quick, guys, just, just hypothetically, who would you rather have... Um, Gibbs and the 34th pick for Bijan Robinson because that was the trade that the Lions made. I think that we look back on this and completely laugh at it because uh Bijan is my pick. So uh yes, I have uh I'm All they I th- I think that uh Nick Chubb like certainly can do it. I was gonna do that, but um the truth is just just with you know. Atlanta Falcons are going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball and they're just giving Bijan every single chance. Rookie running backs, you know, they come out they they can come out firing. I mean, look at look at what Saquon did as a, as a uh, rookie. You'd need just a a few uh, big hitters to to get hurt, which, you know, happens all the time. Ask Jonathan Taylor every fantasy football owner the first pick last year who picked Jonathan Taylor, um, yes, they get hurt. Um, but uh i think that just uh with how the falcons are going to play play the game i am not scared of tyler algier i love cordero patterson maybe they'll use him some other way because that's just what he does his whole career but um uh, this is bijan's offense and uh i think he'll have the most opportunity because that's what his coach wants to do
0: yep uh important for running backs that we talk about here they got to have explosive ability and when people say Bijan is Ladanian Tomlinson, it kind of makes it very clear that those 80 yard touchdowns might be there. Connor? Cool. Great.
1: Awesome. All right. Back to this, which is important. <laughs> this is very important. This is you got very 30 seconds. Important. Listen Green Bay Packers, Pittsburgh Steelers, New York Jets, Washington Commanders, and the New England Patriots. Tell me which one of those teams is going to draft. A running back the answer is none zero zilch zilch
0: zero excellent Great. excellent analysis now, who is your running back that is going to lead the league in yardage oh it's j t
1: it's just it's very simple. Shane Steichen is the offensive coordinator. They didn't draft another running back of note, i should say j t. all day long. He, you should be getting a discount Anthony, so... in every league because he's he was he had one injury last year, His high ankle sprain, significant, fine, but before that, eighteen hundred yards full. That was where he didn't share the offense; he didn't share anything with uh, Marlon Mack. He took it over. He didn't get hurt. His offensive line was top three last year. All of those things were crap. Offensive line was bad. Do you remember who his head coach was? Do you, rem- Do you remember who his head coach was, Phil? Frank Bill. Reich. No, after Frank Reich.
0: Oh, my gosh. I totally You guys forgot. forget this. The, Jeff the, freaking the former, Saturday. The former ESPN analyst. That guy.
1: <laughs> never coached a day in his life outside of high school. So, again, let me remind you, <laughs> that who's who was coaching him for the last, I think it was eight games. Stop it. Go buy JT. This is a fantasy plug, too. Go buy the discount.
0: These are I, all I, fantasy plugs. When we're talking all about people long. having good statistical years, they should all be fantasy plugs. <laughs> I, uh, I
1: mean, <laughs> just go buy them. Just go buy them in every way you can. JT, for sure. I think Dark Horse would be to actually Wait, we'll do Dark.
0: we'll do Dark oh, Horse okay. later. All right, fine, whatever. <laughs> First up, Tony Pollard. Zeke's out the way. I just love Tony Pollard. I think the Cowboys are going to have a good statistical offense again. Kellen Moore's out. So you know what that means? Mike McCarthy's going to be calling more, you know, first down runs, second down runs, predictable offense. But that's what happened with Josh Jacobs last year when he came out, started running the ball through defenses and going off to his rushing title. So I think Pollard has got, I said, great burst, great explosion. I think he can break out some huge plays. They're going to be w- winning. They're going to be wanting to milk the clock. They're not in a great division. So I know I'm usually against the Cowboys, but like, this is still they They have enough talent to be a 10, 11 win team. And, uh, Pollard finally gets to be the bell cow. I just, the only fear here is that he's going to get hurt. Ken, do you have another dark horse or anything else you want to say on any running backs?
2: Just one. And this is more of a feel good one for me. And I, I just hope it all works out. But Javante Williams. Now, uh, I think, that the, <laughs> I know. I know. I know. But as a as an update today, he practiced in limited capacity at, at no an TA. And now that is eight months after he completely tore his ACL and MCL. Now, I am I think that you get a bit of a bounce back year, a huge bounce back year for the Broncos. Um, I just don't think they can be anywhere near as bad as they were before. Uh I think that there will be uh plenty of uh room to run with them. Uh and to, well yes, they're, they're gonna be down. They're gonna be in a high scoring division. But um I think that Javante Williams is just a really good running back. Uh and uh there's no more Melvin Gordon there who was just so good stealing all of his keys. He ain't got year. no legs, no tenant Dan. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, I am and yes, I am once again. Uh, going in on a running back coming off of a disastrous injury this year. Which shocks me, because you're the medical guy. You're, you're the doctor. <laughs> you're literally Listen, the doctor. Well, the biggest thing is Cam Akers, Cam Akers' Achilles last year was not what impacted him. just turns out that whole team and him were bad. Just saying. wasn't it the Achilles. It was him.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Cam Akers was just we are who we he, he is who we thought he was, but uh that's a whole other situation.
0: Fine. Connor, that was very bold.
1: Guy. That was very bold. This is actually a better take, and I'll tell you why, because <laughs> it's like Javante Williams, except uh almost two years after he had his knee blown up. That would be J.K. Dobbins. That would be J.K. Dobbins, by the way. And by and, and here's why. Because Monken is a new offensive coordinator, and Munkin knows that J.K. is a three-down back versus a Gus Edwards being a guy who gets a ground and pound. Well, guess what? Munkin doesn't do that. He likes to throw the ball more. So who's going to be on the field all the time? You still need a guy who is going to carry the load, which would be J.K. Dobbins, not Gus. 30-year-old Gus Edwards. Come on. Give me a break. Everyone's that people are out on J. I've I've heard multiple times people are out on J.K. Dobbins because Monk going to do the air raid and you have by the way, he still Monken was still the guy who had like whatever it is, three or four running backs go within the first three, four rounds of the NFL draft, which means he has to have a stud running back to play. So that's J.K. Dobbins and his knee isn't blown up. It doesn't look like roast beef in there anymore. Okay. (laughs) That's what, that's what Javante Williams' knee looks like, which is shocking (laughs) to me. So one of,
2: one of those guys had a remarkable recovery. One of them re injured it and was still getting swelling. Uh, What was it? It was almost 16 months after his surgery. You know what's interesting though? He had
1: another surgery, cleared it out, and then averaged like 115 a game from there on. On, and which, by the he way, he couldn't
0: run. I remember and watching he couldn't
1: those. fully extend his <laughs> leg. Now, what,
0: dude? I remember watching those games. Uh, are, you say, are you guys are you saying yard that runs, more like surgeries is down. better for the knee? Huh?
1: No, that the I'm saying listen, in the short term, <laughs> the very, very, very short term, which is the lifespan of a running back, which is 27, he's still 24. So, yeah, which, by the way, Ty J Spears. In the short term, the kid we just got drafted to go behind Derrick Henry, that dude's a beast. He has, like, no ACL, no meniscus in between his knees. He's going to be done by the time he's 25. Next, Todd Gurley. Fine, but he might be sweet for a couple years. They're going to be mm-hmm. able to
2: just pump him with cortisone and let him rip. Dr. Call. <laughs> I love cortisone. I inject people's knees all the time with cortisone. You can ask all the residents I'm in with. Uh, my elbow feels great thanks to cortisone. Uh, <laughs> Anyways,
0: <laughs> we are not promoting well, Cortisone.
2: <laughs> but uh real quick, um uh, one of the things is like uh Javante Williams where I saw he was plus four thousand. It was ridiculous odds. Two people that are ahead of him in the odds is are were uh Justin Fields at plus two thousand, you That's know, absurd. twice as good odds, and Lamar Jackson at twenty-five. Good pick. good pick. So great pick. Um yes. Don't pick a quarterback, uh, but at the same time, I just thought it. Was, I thought those two were really interesting. I, I actually thought it was interesting that Lamar was behind uh, Justin Fields. Yes, Justin Fields looked, you know, young and fresh, and Lamar. Maybe they want to save him, but let's face it, that's not the. If someone's going to win the like this, it's going to be someone. I, I just think Lamar can just do more. That's it. I, I
1: think. Yeah, he's but the they want to him to more do ADRs. less, can. They're saying, hey. But if, if you run on. an
0: air-raid-style offense, that's where Justin Fields got all of his 70-yard touchdowns. It wasn't air-raid, but it was, it was when he dropped back to pass, and then he just ran past everyone. So there's more potential there, more running lines. Chunky, chunky. Ken yes. likes his soup chunky. All right, so something yep. to laugh at. James Conner is on this list at all. <laughs> He's plus hey, 3,000. <laughs> they didn't
1: get another running back either. Again, another weird... Yeah, but...
0: The Cardinals are a joke, and he is laughable. I love him, but he's laughable. Um, so, one guy I like, he has pretty high odds, Brees Hall. Uh, I just laughed at Aaron Rodgers being the league leader in passing yards because they're going to have a balanced offensive attack with a good defense. Brees Hall looked awesome in his time last year. Averaged 5.8-ish yards a carry. Unfortunately, he tore his ACL. I think he comes back. <laughs> Another ACL. Dude, he, he tore Listen, it early. I like knee, his though.
1: better. His knee is better. <laughs> His knee is better, Ken. So,
2: so legitimately, I like there him. are. <laughs> there, there's something called a uh, they call it the unhappy triad. It's where you tore your your tear ACL, MCL, and meniscus. Um, two people that actually had that done were um, out of nowhere, Javante Adams and J.K. Dobbins, and someone who didn't was Bruce Hall. So the recovery is actually way better for Bruce Hall than the other two. Agreed. Uh, that's I why love... we take. That's
0: exact. See, we knew that. That was in the group that's chat. Exactly maybe. Right.
1: <laughs> exactly why we like. That's exactly why we like J.K. Dobbins two
2: years removed rather than one.
0: <laughs> and Brees Hall, even though it's only one year after. And I also uh,
2: said, don't don't bet this Javante Williams one. I just like it. Remember <laughs> that was the first thing I said. <laughs> I'm I don't remember sleeper pick, I don't. but I'm <laughs>
0: telling you not to bet it. There, you, way to go, Ken. Uh, anyways, last one. Damian Pierce, the dude was getting 20 yards or 20 carries a game, was looking really good. I think their offense is way better with CJ Stroud. Now they're in a crappy division. They're going to be able to run the ball. I think he can get a high volume. I think he can look good. And anything is better than what they did last year offensively. So I think just the production numbers will definitely go Hey, man,
1: Devin Singletary, he's a beast.
0: He he plays running back too. (laughs) (laughs) Marlon
1: Mack. Pick him up uh, off the practice squad again.
0: I'm just gonna I'm just gonna yell names. <laughs> That's right. All right, let's go on now to wide receivers. Connor, I like your guy who's favored, so I'm gonna let you go first.
1: <laughs> I mean it's actually more of a it's it's actually more you would think just because this I think it's a it's a double whammy here, I think it's great odds. And I think he's being underrated here. You know, Stephon Diggs was the number one wide right receiver before Josh Allen blew up his elbow, and then all of a sudden, like his accuracy went down, his yards per game went down. His it, they basically turned him into uh, Justin Fields partially. I you know a better version of Justin Fields, where where they just leaned on him and said, hey. We think you're actually less likely to get hurt running the ball and just being a big fullback, especially around the goal line. And Stephon Diggs, I think, got hurt big time last year, not because he was doing anything worse than the first half. He just was not getting anywhere near the volume because their passing attempts went down. Their their volume went down, unless they were losing, which in this case, again, they might have been losing, but they were losing close games. They were not getting blown out. They're a team that doesn't get blown out. so part of that is game flow and so they're staying close they're in buffalo josh allen they're trying to protect project protect their whatever it is 200 million dollar guy uh so if that doesn't happen stefan Diggs may hit 1800 1900 yards last year big time i mean he was he was crushing it he was on he had a thousand yards by like i don't know something like I want to say it was like week nine, something like that. Week eight or week nine. So, again, uh, a, a big time. I, 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 I He's 29. Another guy who this is all contingent upon not getting DeAndre Hopkins. I get that. But another guy that didn't get any wide receiver competition. None. Zero. The only one that you could say that he may get a little bit of competition, but in in my opinion, actually helps him was Dalton Kincaid. He was the Utah tight end that was drafted in the first round. Personally, I think that that's great. Hold those safeties a little bit longer. Allow Stephon Diggs to go one-on-one outside. Very seriously thinking. I mean, if you really, truly think about that, that actually helps Diggs. And again, Gabe Davis, whack. Don't pick him up in fantasy. Don't even dart throw him. Cut him. Trade him for a third, do whatever you can. Uh and 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 again, they didn't do anything else. So I would not be shocked if Stefan Diggs hits the total receiving yards winner.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. I think uh Phil Phil can look up some stats here, but I don't think that like having you know higher level tight ends actually takes away from any wide receiver value fantasy or uh, obviously in like this. Yard only would,
1: it would only impact him if he was a slot. Like you got to think about like the types of routes mm-hmm. between they are more or less interchangeable. I shouldn't say that they, the, the route tree can be very similar.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So a slot I ran a lot. We had when I was in college, when I played at Otterbein, we had lots of routes that doubled up and you could run them out of, you know, uh, a, a true four-wide wide receiver or a three-one with wide receivers, tight ends, and the route was the route tree was the same. Outside guys, you're never gonna have <laughs> you're never gonna have a tight end run a pogo, a post go route, or a a post a post fade. You know, Z across. You're just not gonna do that. So that would be nowhere near the volume. The only people that do that, unicorns, Travis Kelsey, that's the only one. And half the time he runs. Hey man, I'm just gonna run across the field. We're not even gonna call it a route. Just literally just go that way and then do <laughs> one of these, and then Patrick Mahomes is gonna throw the ball up to you. It's not even a route.
2: Nobody can do that, by the way. Unicorn. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Who's so back, back to Phil's <laughs> first
2: thing. Uh, so kind of going uh um, off what uh Connor said with the quarterback here. Um I like Jamar Chase this year. So uh I mean He's done nothing but show, you know, he had some, a weird hip injury, which he bounced back from amazingly, you know, didn't miss a beat. He's still a target machine. Uh, He's going to be open. And yes, a lot of that's thing. I mean, between Joe Burrow, not being afraid to throw it T Higgins on the opposite side, Tyler Boyd. I mean, you can't just completely take um, uh, Jamar Chase out of the game or else you're going to lose these other, these other players will hit you. And Joe Burrow will do that. But, uh, he gets his targets. He, uh, he's done nothing but show up. If he didn't get hurt last year, I mean, you would, I think there'd be a lot more comps between like him and Justin Jefferson at the, the top of um, the just like general like fantasy and just overall like wide receiver, uh, I guess, top of the NFL talk.
0: So I'm going to go with the guy who did this two years ago. And the guy who was gonna do it again last year, if it wasn't for getting hurt, and that's Cooper Cup. There is no man that is more of a one-man offense than Cooper Cup. <laughs> like this guy is going to go and just nonstop get pass after pass after pass after pass because that's all that is there on that team. So Cooper Cup, he's acres? underrated as the number four guy, <laughs> and that's simply because Matt Stafford loves him. We've seen Matt Stafford just love to feed him anyone like his number one receiver even golden tate when he was the number one for the lions was getting fed left and right so i'm all in cooper cup once more comes out off his injury and just lights it up i think uh no okay it wasn't his torn acl year that he came back and led the league in receiving
1: but still. dude if you if you like looked at it though it seriously if you looked at it and just said hey if you take 2019 to 2000 2000- And 22, and the pace that was projected in the first, whatever it was, nine games, he had 134, 124, 191, and in nine games last year, had 98. He was, and that was missing most of game nine. We're talking about him having no sweat, 170 plus targets, could be up to 200. It's insane. (laughs) 191 wow. in his MVP or in his in his triple crown year. 191. That is Jeez. unbelievable. We're talking averaging whatever that is. 12, 13 targets, targets a game.
0: Insane. I love Cooper Cup. And with that. <laughs>
1: hey man, Van Jefferson's there. Van Jefferson's there. That's like when people say, hey man, Tyler Algiers in Atlanta. He had a thousand yards last year.
0: Bijan's not a,
1: not a, he's not even, he may not even make rookie of the
0: year. That's like someone asked you what you had for dinner and you said, I had rice. I also had this huge, like 16 ounce steak with it, but I had a nice bowl of rice. (laughs) Mostly the rice was filling. (laughs) Uh, All right, Ken, any sleepers you have that are, you know, higher odds that might bust out and lead the league? All
2: right. Well. Real quick before that, just just someone in the top five that I absolutely hate was, and it's unfortunate to say because I love him as a receiver, but A.J. Brown, he was ahead of Waddle and Devontae Adams, and I'm sorry, I I love A.J. Brown, but between that offense, you know, Jalen Hurts, it's such a strong running court, um, Jalen Hurts isn't projected to have a ton of yards, and Devonta Smith really balled out at the end of the year. I just, I mean, you're talking about, like, top of the league, like, I'm sorry, he's nowhere near those top four. Um, I love the name. Stay away from him. But uh, two people. W- that... Wait
0: a second. Last in year, terms of said... yards.
2: In terms of yards, let's be clear. In terms clear. of in terms yards, of right? Yards. You
0: think he's awesome, right? Like,
2: yeah, he's a true Alabama. No, I'm. <laughs> I'm saying AJ Brown is great, but like between their offense and just gotcha. I mean, how he plays, he's not. Uh, I love him as a receiver, but not for uh, having the most yards. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah.
0: Ooh, scared me for a second.
2: <laughs> okay. No, no, nobody here is higher than A.G. Brown than me. Sorry.
0: That, that's what uh, I was about but... to say. I'm like, last year when Connor and I were like, he's fringe elite. And that's because of his injury mm-hmm. history. You came out and you smacked us down and you won that one. We all know the one Connor and yeah. that one, though. <laughs> <laughs>
2: all Multiple. the other ones. All Multiple. of the other ones. <laughs>
1: the only hey, one that man. matters. T. Higgins. Rashad White. Hey, Rashad
2: White, baby. <laughs> All right. Stand by it. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, so, receivers. Um, two of them that you guys will be able to throw in my face by week 12. Um <laughs> cd <laughs> C- Lamb and Jerry Judy. Kind of um similar things. I, I kind I like Jerry Judy a little bit more. Now yes, this is dark horse. I get it. But Sean Payton, short quarterback, and a very good uh technician running. So I think that. Yeah, uh, If they decide that they don't want to destroy Javante Williams' uh, Williams's other leg and they want to just completely uh, feed the ball, I really think that Russ isn't as bad as he showed last year. I, I'm really blaming a lot on Nathaniel Hackett. We'll see. You know, he's old. He's older. I mean, maybe he just doesn't have it anymore. That That's totally a possibility. But there's also, I mean, Jerry Judy was definitely – he definitely showed a lot more in Cortland Sutton and just had a way better rapport with Russ when he was, uh, it wasn't even cooking when he was very mildly warm last year. So um, I think that when you're talking, you know, way down this list, uh, I I think Jared Judy, you know, has a decent one. I think he'll be a good value in fantasy at least. Um, I like him Ceedee lamb kind of a, an opposite thing. Um, I don't like Dak, but Dak's, number one throws a lot of interceptions, which is really good for high scoring games. Um number two, I think that the Dallas defense progresses. Number three, I don't think that Dallas can run the football. I think that this offense is really going to center around CD Lamb. He's gonna get completely just over targeted and uh I think that can, can just result in a lot of yards.
1: All right. Connor, who are your dude, I just I just I just had an epiphany and man, I hope those Detroit Lions fans come back because then they'll just be super happy and they'll like us again. But but again, they would know this if they watched the show last year. But Sleeper Dark Horse, Amon Ross St. Brown, the sun god. Listen, even in fantasy, if you took <laughs> – what's interesting is I think I, I saw a stat that he was like top two or top three wide receiver that was tackled at the one or tackled within the five and just let Jamal Williams take in all of his <laughs> touchdowns. Seriously. It was something crazy. It was like, he would have had, I think something like four touchdowns that he had or four or five touchdowns. Had he not been tackled at within the five and it was talking about tripped up. So that's fantasy. Fine. I get that. But that guy is a target hog. Jamo is out. They got rid of Shark. I-, I-, I mean, seriously, what else does this guy have? Who else does Jared Goff have to throw to? He's already like the Cooper Cup light. We just talked about Cooper Cup, and I get it. Jan Campbell wants to run gives? the football. Don't say Gibbs. I swear, <laughs> if you say Gibbs, I will punch you in the head. <laughs> they him in the first round for a reason. <laughs> Fine. Great. Grand. Good job. You're going to run a circle route. A whole bunch. He's going to get tackled by Jack Campbell. Good Lord. Or <laughs> Jack Campbell Plus. Whatever you want to call it. I don't care. I'm just saying. I think the volume play is there is will be there for Saint Brown, and I think it'll be 150 plus targets, easy. I I just I just see him continuing to have the same exact success. I don't care about JMO that much. Totally different route tree. We just talked about the difference between outside and inside running back or uh, wide receivers. Again, they just uh, you, you, JMO is a guy that will be. Six or seven targets a game. He'll catch four and he'll have 50 yards one game and 150 the next. St. Brown's going to be five, six, seven, eight, nine catches, 122, you know, consistently, hundred anywhere from the 75 to the 150 range all day long. So I, I, I definitely think St. Brown,
2: especially if he stays healthy, is a dark horse to be, lead the league in receiving. All right. So one really cool thing that I saw about the Lions, um, they're now everyone knows Jared Goff just does not play when it's cold out. In the last nine weeks of the regular season, he plays outside one time, and that's against Chicago. So besides that, eight, the eight of his last nine games are in a dome. Oh, they opened Somebody's with the lo- Chiefs too. Ooh, yeah. didn't know that.
0: No, That's, a, that's a primetime game, too, so it's exciting.
2: Somebody's looking out for him. Probably no one from our podcast, but someone's looking out for him. Somebody. Somebody.
0: All right, All right. so my two sleeper picks. Um, high odds here. First off, Amari Cooper. So now I've been hyping up Deshaun Watson is actually coming back and looking like legit Deshaun Watson um, for, like, since... Le- The end of the season, almost immediately, I said he's going to look great. Well, if he looks good, someone has to play well on offense and has to catch the ball. And the Browns do not have a lot of pass catchers. I like Elijah Moore. He's a good number two. I'm not convinced he's going to be like the Juju Smith-Schuster to Antonio Brown way back when, when they both were getting 1,500 yards. So I think if Eli Moore has a good year, it's like 1,000 yards, and Amari Cooper is shredding it. Catching deep passes, because that's what Watson's the best at throwing. So huge plays are going to be there. Uh, they had, I think, was it? the uh, Commanders game. They actually started to show a little bit of connection, and Cooper had three touchdowns. I think the uh, offensive scheme and everything's going to be way better, and the Browns are going to be super aggressive. Uh, and then number two, uh, another AFC guy, Calvin Ridley. Uh, last time we saw him play a full season he ended i think fourth in receiving yards or something for the falcons as the only guy on the team now he gets trevor lawrence uh doug peterson and i know doug peterson likes to use his running backs and stuff but they have options to spread the offense around people i think won't be as intimidated by ridley as they have been previously and you get like a top five quarterback to throw you the ball connor had lawrence as a sleeper to lead the league in passing, someone's got to catch the ball once again. And then that person would be Calvin Ridley. I'm excited for him to return. Hopefully he can control himself and put his phone down instead of gambling.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey man, all I'm saying is like, Oh, by the way, I'm not, mm, I like Calvin Ridley a lot. I also wait, wait for it. Ken, who else do I like on the Jaguars? Said, I "Hey got man, you. follow the doll hairs." <laughs> Who was it that got? Yeah,
0: yeah, you said Christian Kirk last year. Oh, all of them. Oh yeah, I did say him.
1: I think he did something like the tune of like eleven hundred yards, like a hundred and forty targets, and was a top fifteen receiver in fantasy,
0: huh? That's weird.
1: You know what? We should tag some Lions fans for that. Or maybe even some Jaguars fans. Why
0: would we tag Lions tag fans for that?
1: <laughs> to, say, to say that, hey, we sometimes know what we're talking about.
0: The, the thing is, though, it's like it, it it's the old Robin Williams quote. Don't ever argue with a stupid person because they'll bring you down to their level and beat you with experience. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to argue with people telling me I should take a running back with the 13th pick in the draft. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. If we don't agree on that, we can't talk.
1: And that's where I would say, I, I you know, Ken made a good point about Bijan. Listen, we're t- I get it. Like if you're going to swing, swing for the top rated prospect. The only rated prospect that was even in like the realm was Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Ladanian Tomlinson, those are all names with that level prospect. Jameer Gibbs was not in that level prospect. If you're going to swing that he- heavy, swing on a guy that is in the in those names. Those names. Not a guy who says, hey, he might be like Alvin Kamara, but he's really small. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to take him at the twelfth, 12th, 12th pick then.
2: Hey, Phil, don't quote Mark Twain and say it's Robin Williams.
0: <laughs> See, is that really Mark Twain? Because I've seen yeah. Robin Williams, like, I, I've seen the Robin <laughs> Williams meme with it, so I don't know. Oh, it, oh is, it, is this one of those: right, um, I'm sorry. You miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott.
1: <laughs> Michael Scott, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yep.: <laughs> That's embarrassing, but I don't know my. Quotes, i'm sorry i'm not ai am not a
2: <laughs> I was like. i think it's someone
1: yeah i think it's someone famous i'm gonna go with the robin, guy who's real funny <laughs> might not be
2: robin williams might be another i'm, I'm gonna
0: find guy. the meme just so i can post it it's where it's like hey this is robin williams face and the quote
2: <laughs> i'm sure he said it i'm sure he's a smart guy <laughs> he he agreed
0: <laughs> all right i don't think we have anything else thank you all for listening again jj watt I think it's a rookie card raffle gonna happen 100 subscribers our goal is to actually get there I think I told Ken by like the start of the season so we'll see if we can make that happen I believe I think tag all the Lions
1: fans tag them let's have a conversation (laughs) let's
0: have a civilized conversation after I just called them all idiots
1: (laughs) I get it but like hey man I'm loyal fan bases man you get blinded all we're doing is taking you out a step and say hey Look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. The and numbers then they
0: say, you got to get your guys.
1: Except <laughs> for Ken. He is not a numbers person. He's
0: a
2: doctor's person.
0: Yes, but he's, he's the one picking Javante person. Williams to lead the league in rushing. I'm picking Javante. The I understand at plus that that's 4, contradicting.
2: 4,000, what odds? What odds?
1: Right. Back to numbers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, thanks for listening. We're all good.